Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome. It's your daily it's like, scrum. Well, we're recording. It happens oh. to me every now and then. Every every like you know, a couple episodes. I'm like surprised we're recording. <laughs> Here we, we are. Do, we do this every day. <laughs> every day. I'm a special case, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I agree. You are a special case. Yeah. Actually, we are professional scrum trainers, Ryan Ripley and Todd Miller. It's your daily scrum. We are definitely special cases. We are special cases. We've been called that and worse. <laughs> Hey Todd, we've got another problem. Got Not another just you problem. and I. Help the scrum master is the impediment. Yeah, I've seen well, this so much. So what do we do with an ineffective scrum master or a scrum master that is actually so ineffective they're stopping the team from being effective? I've seen this happen more than I wish, Ryan. Um, I've caused this. You've caused it. I've been this guy early on. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing that I think is kind of ironic is that I think, so, I mean, I think we have a product ownership perspective here too, but I'm going to start with a developer's perspective, right? I think developers might undermine or like undervalue how much they are needed on a team, right? Like, so, so if, if, the developers are getting together and obviously maybe there's some hallway talk or some something at lunch or you're realizing and maybe nobody said anything that the scrum master is being entirely disruptive. You have options, right? You have the option to tell them that they're being ineffective. Um, you have the option to raise that uh, uh, to, to people outside of your scrum team, right? Yep. Um, I want to be I want to be careful here to make sure though that that it that a scrum master being ineffective isn't just because they're making me feel a little bit uncomfortable with a new way of working. I think that's okay. But when maybe a scrum master is is really exhibiting behaviors like command and control type behaviors, maybe forcing you to 
to um, to 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 do things that it work like skip quality, skip the definition of done, like just overall in inhibiting Scrum rather than helping it. I I think that developers remember you you've got a voice in all of this, everything. So I think it's time to stand up and 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 figure out what you can do to either uh, get them on the right path or get them removed, right? Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think the developers have the right to just say, "Look, you're not going to be our scrum master anymore." Yeah. I think the people being served have the right to decide who serves them. Like if you take uh, servant leadership to its fullest extent, it's it. There's a lot of choice involved, and I think even the the creators of the scrum framework uh, intentionally made this framework about the developers, right? And so mm-hmm. if you've got a scrum master that's allowing impediments to stack up that is not working towards the, the rapid delivery of product, mm-hmm. um, who is not helping the scrum team be as effective as they should be, who is not working with the product owner about agile product management, who's not helping uh, with stakeholder facilitation, if they're just not showing up in, the, in their role, or if they're still showing up in their traditional patterns, maybe they're a former project manager or analyst, and they're still trying to control and direct and demand, and it just won't stop and there's no coaching there, or, or no reception to coaching, at some point, I, I, I would agree, Todd, the developers have the right to say, you don't get to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that developers have the right to kick the Scrum Master out of the yeah. team, right? I don't even think you can argue. I truly believe that if the Scrum Master is not being effective. Uh, now, I say that, but like, let's not let the fact that we might need to change the way we're working a bit uh, to... To, to enable Scrum, sometimes as a developer, you're not always going to agree with the Scrum master or the product owner, but then that's okay. That's it's okay to be to express openness about a, an opinion um, uh, wholeheartedly, 100%. But th- this is a situation I think that we're drawing up here where the Scrum master really is 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 counterproductive to us uh, us delivering, right? Yeah, you can trace their actions back to mm-hmm. causing us not to deliver. Yeah. Right. You can trace their action or inaction back to to creating blockers and barriers to us shipping something. I think that's when this they make you a little uncomfortable because they asked a powerful question that might have called you out a little bit. They're doing their job. Yeah, that that can be a really good thing. It's I hate it. Right. I don't like that mirror getting shown. Yeah, like that mirror popping up. Todd. Sometimes it's ugly, but often takes a lot to not be. Um but it's it's just there sometimes it's just something you don't want to see. That's a different situation. Lean into that, accept some coaching, let's all get better. But if the scrum master is truly blocking you from your and the team from success. Yeah. And, and we should say uh make sure the first course of action here is to just discuss this with yeah, them. Right. And I would a, say as we we've been using the the developers a lot, I think the same walls apply to a product owner, right? A, Product owner may be noticing that the Scrum Master is trying to shield the team, which we have a video about that. Check it out. We don't really agree with that stance as a Scrum Master. Um, but uh, I, I think all of this universally applies. Let's not forget, though, that before we escalate, we need to have the courage and express openness to that person. We need to have the respect to confront them and tell them that we don't necessarily think that they're helping us. They're hurting us, Right. We, we have a professional obligation to do that and not just escalate it. So many times I've just seen someone just go escalate something and suddenly it's like, well, I, why didn't you just say something to me? That's unrecoverable. 
right? Most of the time that's unrecoverable. So yeah, I perhaps we should have caveated at the beginning. Removal is always a last resort. It is last resort. Yeah. Right. Unless there's physical violence or something yeah. big happening, but in a normal team environment where there's just some, some issues, removal is last resort. But after you've exhausted those resort, those, 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 those options, I, it's perfectly reasonable. Mm, All is. right. I'd love to hear what the community thinks, Todd. Yeah, me too. I think we just freaked out a lot of scrum masters. Like what? They can fire me. <laughs> Well, let's see what they have to say. We're going to bring up the end screen, but please leave us your comments and your questions. Let us know what you think. Uh, like and subscribe so you don't miss any videos. Check out the socials. We get pretty active on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Check out the videos below. The YouTube algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. For Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go forward, do some great scrum things. Try, try not to fire your scrum master today, unless you have to. And uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how all that goes and more tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>